Hi, my name is Scott Schweitzer and I am the Clydesdale. My friends Amy Radowski, Charlie Yodi, Kat Shear love fitness as a sport as much as I do. We are all 40 plus Masters Age athletes who give all we have to lead a healthy, active life. We also want to bring you athlete interviews, human interest stories, and all the news surrounding the sport of fitness. If you like what you hear, consider giving us a five-star rating and writing a review. We are also available with full video on YouTube at the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast, as well as all traditional podcast platforms. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Clydesdale underscore fitness and friends. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast. Everyone, welcome to the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. My name is Scott Switzer. I am your host, and I am the Clydesdale. We love to do fitness, and these are my friends. We got to say a special thank you to RX Marker, our title sponsor of this uh, podcast. Uh, they've been awesome to us. Make sure if you buy a brand new RX Marker jump rope, uh, so that you can pick out your cable weight, your handles, all of that stuff. You use Clydesdale 15, all caps at checkout, so that you can get 15% off your RX Marker jump rope. You know what I just did? I just bought a 10 pack affiliate jump rope package from RX Marker because after the open, I have a lot of people that now want to learn how to do double unders or improve double unders. And not everybody's going to get their own rope. And I have two or three, but I'm five, two. <laughs> and my right. clients come in all different sizes. So it's cool that 10 pack comes with like one rope. Well, one rope in each size going from like someone who's like four eleven all the way up to like six, two. So it's super cool. And they have a 20 pack too, which I didn't think I needed, but uh, I'm happy about that. And I get to, I think they like laser my logo onto the handles too. That's so super that if, cool. That yeah. Really for like, cool. you know, extra $35 or something, which is completely worth it. Because if you start mixing, if members start to bring their own RX Mark Air jump ropes, you can tell which ones are yours. You know, they can't like walk off and be like, oh, this is mine. Right, so, right. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited about that. That's really and cool. I use my discount code. And it worked for affiliates too? Yeah, it wasn't, it's, it's just a, it's a thing. It's not, not like, oh, I didn't have to be an affiliate. Anyone can buy those. That so, is yeah. awesome. Yep. So we also have another new sponsor and I'm going to let Kat take this one because oh, if you didn't see Monday's one? episode, Kat did a promo for our new sponsor With and my she made me so hungry. <laughs> so I'm going to let her take this one. Yeah. Um, Bear Bells, they make protein bars. Um, they are delicious. I tried them for the first time at the fittest, fittest experience in Austin. Um, I was going to just say over the summer, that was not the summer. That was definitely the winter. Um, the months that just happened, but, um, they have a bunch of different flavors. They are, they taste just like candy bars. They're so delicious. Um, cashew caramel is my favorite. They have 20 grams of protein per bar, less than 10 grams of fat and like less than two grams of sugar. Um, so they're really good. They don't have any kind of weird protein aftertaste. Um, and they have the consistency of a candy bar. Not like a, they're not like a, some of those bars that just look like a solid piece of ingredient. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're kind of chewy and looks like a turd. Like, 
Yeah, no, they do not look like that. They look like candy bars um, and they're super delicious. So yeah. And if you want to see what they protein. look like, oh, if you want to yeah. see what they look like, check out Monday's episode with Taylor Williamson oh, good idea. at the beginning. And Kat actually shows you all the wrappers and the colors they come in and all the flavors. And she shoves one in her mouth so you can see what the bar <laughs> actually looks like. Whoa. <laughs> yes. So, Delicious. Uh, and we're working so on a dis discount code with them. As soon as we get that, we'll make a social media post uh, with that discount code so everybody can grab that and, and order your Bear Bells at a discounted rate. So good. So how's everybody uh, this post-open eve of the quarterfinals CrossFit life that we're in? It seems fast. Like, feels like it just ended and then boom, here we go. Yeah, it is, it is moving quick. Um, the quarterfinals are this weekend. Um, they, they are announced tomorrow at noon Pacific. 3 p.m. on the East Coast, where we are. Um, and we're going to have a special show tomorrow, uh, Clydesdale After Dark. And special guests, Dex Hopkins and Cheryl Nasso, are going to break down the workouts from a male and female perspective. Um, and we're going to do that as a two-minute drill through each workout. Um, and I'm going to have a timer on them. If you've watched Dex in the past, you know that'll probably be a little bit of a struggle for me, but we're going to give it a try. Uh, Charlie will beat him up if he doesn't uh, stay within the time. Right. We're gonna. I'm gonna. We're gonna do like a drinking game. Every time he says bacon sizzle, you have to drink. <laughs> and meat locker. And meat locker. Yeah. So, are there going to be five or six workouts? I keep seeing different things. Five. Okay. Did they originally say six? Um, people were reporting six. Okay, that's. But why there I'm... were then five layouts, and it's come out right. since that there are five workouts. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You know, since you made it, you should probably figure that out there. So um, for people so who we, don't know, right. two, of, two of us made it to the age group online qualifier, which actually is in May, Mother's Day weekend. Um, but those layouts, those events are not being announced this weekend. Uh, they could be different than the individual events happening. So, and some people have actually qualified in both. You know, your Sam Briggs's, your Kristen Holta's, they've, they've qualified in both. Dan Bailey qualified in both. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how it kind of goes between, are they going to go for it in the age group? Or are they going to, I guess it depends on where they place this weekend. Right. Yeah. It's interesting that the two people on the show that qualified for the age group online qualifiers are the same two people that won the most recent nutrition challenge. That's and I'm right. Not, I'm not sure if there's a correlation there, mm. um, but just so the viewers know, it's Amy and I. <laughs> who are moving on to the next, the next well, level. Well, since I'm just getting back on my fitness journey and Charlie was in the ER, that probably was a good indication that we were not the people that moved on. <laughs> Never. Yeah. Listen, I mean, we can make excuses about being in the ER and stuff like that, or we can just do the work and We'll Listen, see. So I tried to do it in the ER and they wouldn't. Let yeah, I know he did. He tried to come back and do it. I told him no. So speaking of that, can we, let's talk about my, my heartbreak of the week where the affiliate where I'm a member, but I did not register under because I own in my own affiliate, which we all know is a garage gym with personal training. Um, 
they did an announcement on social media of all of their athletes that qualified for either the the next level and or the age group online qualifiers and they did not announce me and I was kind of pissed off <laughs> did you ask him no okay. I know it I used to work there so it's like an odd situation um I'm sure the answer would be, well, we figured you would want to just, you know, announce that under your own affiliate and give, you know, give your affiliate some recognition or something. And it's not about the affiliate. It's about me. Right. They, they wanted Why you to want... say, yay, me. Right. Look at, I don't look I don't at me. Know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just, it, <sighs> but really you know what? The Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast definitely recognized you. Yes, you did. Thank you. And we think that both you and Amy are incredibly awesome. Thank you. We is a strong word, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I actually, I want to, we were talking about maybe going somewhere to do the, the online qualifiers that weekend, but maybe I'll come to Columbus. There you go. Cause you need a GHD. I do. And I need a 15 foot rope potentially yeah. and yeah. high rings. I don't have any of that. So maybe well, I'll make I'm a not, trip. I'm not going to be doing anything on high rings. I'll tell you that. Well, yes, I mean, you are. <laughs> if these elite people don't have to do it, maybe us old people won't have to either. <laughs> that would be nice. That would be nice. Yeah. I mean, what do you think that is? Do you think it's because so many countries around the world are still kind of on lockdown? And yeah. But the, the rope, the rope makes no sense. Like but a GHD is not. Yeah, I mean, that's not necessarily yeah. universal. I mean, it is, but isn't. I mean, I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There are um, all of the, the people that I know around here. There's only a couple gyms that have 15 foot ropes and a few gyms that have GHDs. Now the GHDs are, you know, somewhat easy to like move around, but I feel like all of these athletes are going to be doing it at the same gym over the weekend, at least where I live. You know, there's yeah. uh large concentration of gyms in a small area and there's only a couple that have all the stuff and that's not because of covid that's just because yeah smaller life, gyms you know are, yeah and we'll see yeah. do we want to talk about some of the layouts sure uh sure you'll have to that. lead that because i don't have them in front of me oh uh, yeah i don't either i mean just the fact that doesn't look like a rig or rings are part of it is really or, surprising or handstand walking yeah yeah or, there's no distance you know, no lunging, that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I can't wait to see how it's all going to pan out with the workouts. What about the wider box for the handstand push-up? Yeah, you almost wonder if it's not going to be a handstand push-up or if it's going to be something else. Maybe it's deficit and the plates have to be inside the, the thing. That's the other thing, the only thing I thought of. Yeah. Because you're not going to have people on parallettes but maybe you have to put, you know, certain height of bumpers, plates, and the plates have to be inside. And then they don't, and then as long as your hands are on the plates, who cares? Well, you know, from being a judge, that box is like so hard, especially at like a regional or an elite athlete doing that. Cause they're always trying to get an extra inch. Centimeter. Yeah. yeah. And when, and especially like if they're tipping quickly, you know, sometimes their hands, sort of shift around a little bit too. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see. It's a lot, it's going to be a lot for people to digest. 
um, not only the athletes, but the judges and the people that are setting up their space. And I, I just, I can't imagine what a logistical nightmare it's going to be for, for some gyms to, to do. And it's such a quick turnaround time. I mean, they have to, you know, post results and videos by what noon the next day, like 3 PM our time the next day. Yeah. I was actually, I was on a zoom call with Cheryl right before we came on the air and she didn't even realize that her video has to be there at the deadline. Right. Until I told her and she was like, you're mm -hmm. kidding me. So <laughs> thousands of CrossFitters are going to try to hit YouTube all at the same time. Yeah. It's going to be a nightmare, but they do only say if I, you're, if, if you are really going to move forward. So like, I think right, some, Kat, I don't know about you, but I, I'm, I'm not planning on not moving recording. forward. So I'm not really no. worried about filming mine. No, no, I'm not going to film mine. I, I mean, I even sort of debated as to whether I was going to pay the money and do, do the workouts, but yeah. I definitely just want to know yeah, where I would stack it. up with a different set of workouts. Yeah. Um, you know, that might favor me more or less. My goal is to just get higher than I'm ranked right now. Do you know what I mean? I, like I'm. I, I think if Charlie could have made it past the open, like this is more his level of athleticism. Like he would have found his groove in the quarterfinals. I agree. 100%. And 21-3 and 4 were tailored to me. So I definitely would have made it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if you guys took a, took a better look at my scores, but I was in like 1,600, 2,100, and then got like 300 something on my clean and jerk. And that's like the only reason why I squeaked by <laughs> the top 10% was that. My best workouts were 21.1 and 21.3. And my worst mm. ones <laughs> were the other ones. Yeah. Was the barbell. I mean, I didn't break 500 until that last, that last lift. 500, you know, on, in, in the rankings. I, you know, I don't even think I broke a thousand before then. I know you weren't with us last week, Kat, but I did defend you to say that you weren't as negative in oh, week three uh, as you were in week two. Yeah. I, I, every single open, the last workout, I have done the best in, which is why I always like those 0.5 workouts, yeah. the burpees, the thrusters, and all the stuff that everybody hates. But I've, the, my best finishes have always been on the last week every single year. Mm. I don't know why, but yeah, I was definitely a little more positive. <laughs> so <lot> hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, so how's everybody doing? Are you back to the gym, Charlie? You able to get after uh, it? Kind of, sort of. He's showing not up. Really do I mean, I'm showing up, not really doing anything. Now tomorrow, we're going to try some things in the 40 plus club. We'll discuss tomorrow. I don't know what the workout <laughs> is, but well, the good news is, is it actually is a four quality workout. Perfect. Yeah. Then we're going to crank it back up. Nope. We're going to ease it back up. <laughs> Listen to your coach, Charlie. Yeah. He's been working though. He showed up and it was, I forget what it was. Um, what was the power workout? cleans? It was a, it was a power clean complex. And I said, you're going to get on the bike or you're going to go on the bike for 10 minutes. And then you're going to do some rehab stuff. Um, for his back and he did it so I was very happy that he wanted to do those power cleans he did he wanted to do some stuff and I said nope so smarter not harder I guess because you don't use your back at all in your power cleans never 
And there yeah. was like a thousand of them too. So it's. You, this is what I learned about myself today too. I mean, I think I keep getting reminded of it, but I normally, because I coach so early in the mornings, I'm usually working out around seven ish after I've been awake for two hours. So, you know, I'm like up, but I'm not super tired. haven't done too much, but like, so I worked out just right before this, after I coached a class. And so I've worked all day, I coached a class and then I worked out and it just, I'm so like, I don't even want to do it. Like I'm just fatigued and just over it. Um, I mean, I'm doing it, but it's like, I feel like I'm not giving it the right mental effort because I just feel like I'm checking a box, you know? So I've learned about myself. I better just stick to the mornings. Hmm. Yeah, I, I found something out this week uh, that I was pretty happy about. Uh, did some rowing, and it's way easier when you have less stomach in the way. Like I can get the return almost the whole way back. I get full strokes again. I'm getting a calorie a stroke again. Like that power's coming back. It was like, holy shit! This That's is awesome. awesome. It's that like those little small things that are like, yes, that's awesome. Now my, my endurance sucks. So I can only do that for about 10 calories. And then I'm like, (laughs) 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 but we're getting there. That's awesome. Well, speaking of morning, Amy, I have started back at 5am working out with my training partner, Colleen. Well, we're on, we're only on day three. So I'm going to give it some time. My, I'm not getting eight hours of sleep anymore. Like I was, nope. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm more around anywhere between like five and six and a half, but we are doing hard work pays off Matt Fraser programming. And what are you thinking? Uh, it takes us two hours every morning to finish it. It's a lot. It is weightlifting. It is uh, short Metcon. It is accessory work. It is core. Um, we're squatting three times a week. Um, it's fun though. Super fun. I mean, it just feel, it feels good to feel sore in, you know, places that I haven't been sore in a really long time. And somehow I have the energy to do the full two hours, which I didn't think was really possible, but I'm definitely like a morning workout person. And I like I can go for like two hours. That's sort of my sweet spot. I don't, Yeah. I, I start to get warmed up, you know, in yeah. the middle of it. Yeah. Um, and even today, miraculously, I don't know how, but um, there was this four minutes on one minute off assault bike thing at the end. It's like extra work. They have extra work. Mm-hmm. Um, so we worked out for a solid two hours. We did overhead squats and snatches and all this accessory work. And um, what's the Metcon? God, I don't even remember. But at the end, Colleen left because she had to go to work. Um, I did the 20 minutes on the assault bike. I did like over a hundred calories. I have never sat on that bike for 20 minutes. Well, 19 minutes because I had one minute rest at the end. But uh, it was insane. I was very proud of myself. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. It's fun. So I will keep you guys posted on how Matt's programming goes, but I expect to like, you know, win the world championship in nine, 10 months, maybe. We'll see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what was that, Charlie? Yeah, twenty-two. Two thousand twenty-two. You got it. So, I have a question for you. What is your plan? Like days off, days on. Um. So tomorrow, Thursday is a is a test. It's actually um like a spin bike, twenty-minute max effort test, which is I probably won't do because I don't have a spin bike and I refuse to do it on the Echo bike. 
because that's just torture, 20 minutes max effort. Um, we're trying to find a C2 bike that we can use, maybe do, but I think tomorrow I'll probably take off and then Sunday is a full rest day. So it, it's, it's Monday, Monday through Saturday with Thursday being some kind of like low key monostructural, I think. But I don't, we're only getting stuff a week at a time. So more to come and I'll let you know. So is it meant to be like um, a one training session and get all that in? Or is it meant to be like um, strength in the morning or however, like are, are yeah. you able to change it up? I think you could, if your okay. schedule allowed it, you could absolutely break it up into two different sessions. Um, there's clear delineation between like the segments that you're doing. Okay. Um, and the warmups are like super short. Like I realized that Colleen and I were joking. We're saying they need like a master's version of this, like an old person's version. Cause it's not, I mean, they give you percentages for the, for the weightlifting stuff. Um, and we've had to scale, like one of the workouts we did, it was 12 calories on the assault bike and 10 sandbag cleans over the shoulder. And it was a 70 pound sandbag for six rounds. And I think the, I, the, the intention was don't stop, like keep going, make an effort the whole time. Don't sit around and rest in between. As soon as you get off the bike, you pick up that sandbag. I mean, and we had to scale it back to like eight calories and five cleans for the six rounds, just cause there was no way like there, we would have died after the third round. So it's just Luckily, we know enough about our bodies to like sure. start scaled at the beginning and we're just keeping track and, you know, we'll see how it goes. So far, I like it. Yeah, good. It's cool to get into like a real world assessment of the programming. Yeah. yeah. See how it goes. Because, it, you know, I know, I know a ton of people who have bought it. Yeah. Or subscribed. It's, cheap, or whatever. it's not. Yeah, it's not expensive. I think it's like 40 bucks a month. So that's cool. Thanks for sharing. Mm -hmm. So I did want to bring up one thing. Um, I don't know if you guys saw, but fantasy fitnessing, we talked about it a couple months ago, uh, but they actually had a media leaderboard. I came in fourth. Um, yeah, buddy. I, I beat, I beat um, Chase, Chase. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Chase. Uh, I be, I don't know. I beat some people, uh, but my buddy from uh, Peter from coffee pods and wads beat me by 20 points. So I'm a little, little miffed about that, but, um, but they're doing one for the quarters and I highly suggest you guys jump in. It's free. They have like, I think it's five boxes for eat male and female. And you pick one athlete out of each box that you think is going to do the best from that box and it's totally free. And you guys can put that you're with the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends and jump up on that leaderboard and uh, and take me on. Where do, where do we go for that exactly? So it is fantasyfitnessing.com. Is there a prize for the winner? Uh, we could make one for this group. Okay. Speaking of, wait, we're going to review something. Sorry, going to switch topics. Back to the nutrition challenge winners um boys you have to do karen listen i never agreed to karen bull crap you did and michael anderak even heard it and remembers charlie continue i have a back thing you do so i guess you guys are gonna have to be creative and film something on tiktok that resembles karen hmm. that is within your so abilities. i have a thought so do we have nine months to do it like you guys do? Listen, <laughs> you could do thrusters with a wall ball. 
the difference. I say we do a TikTok where we stand on each side of the target and we do Karen together. Oh, that's a good idea. Harley doesn't even know how to TikTok. I got it. Uh, I got listen. it down. We, uh, whoa. Because I'm a hell of a dancer. <laughs> we need to, okay. We're, we need to we calm, calm down dancing. some of your TikToking. I, true story. Uh, I called him up after his last little dance thing. Make sure he was okay? No, this is what I said to him. I FaceTimed him and I said, Scott, first of all, congratulations on your weight loss of 40 pounds. I did, right? You did. And then it I said- It is amazing, by the way. It is. That is something to celebrate. But then I said, you know, you're a nerd, right? And, and said, I said, yes, yes, I like, am. Okay. And I'm <laughs> having a freaking blast. I said, as long as we can acknowledge this and I, I just needed to, I needed to be your accountability friend. <laughs> and by but blast, he means boom. He knew boom. boom, power, fire, <laughs> fire. My daughter said to me, if any of my friends see this, I am going to murder you. I love it. And I said, what are their names? And I'm going to do more. (laughs) Let's go. I'm here for it. Let's do it. Okay. All right. I like that idea. I'm okay with that. You all right with that name? Fine. So we each do 75. Just don't tag me. Mm -hmm. We each do 75, (laughs) but we'll, we'll, we'll go back and forth on the target. Yeah, even better, why don't you set up a recording of you doing it and then recording of him doing it and you make it look like like a duet. Just be creative, that's all I said. Just be creative. Amy and I were creative. I got an idea. I got a better idea. All right, don't say I got a better idea. Don't leave it. Pow, boom, fight. Boom, boom. Yeah. Beep, boom. We're going to knock your socks off. Good. Hey now. Love it. Hey. <laughs> I got those. I got those uh, sultry oh. moves. Oh, come <laughs> on. Let's go. Let's go. Boom. <laughs> oh my god. Don't tag oh. me on any of that. This is the best episode ever. It is for sure. All right, so one just piece of real news I do want to ask you guys about, and that is, Amy. wow. Sorry. Something just went boom. <laughs> so um, it's been announced that two of the semifinal events are going virtual. Yes. They are, they are in the two continents that have more than one semifinal event. So you're going to have people going down to the final, what is it, 30, 40, 20, 20 athletes in North America and 10 athletes in Europe. And they're going to be doing it with a quarter in in North America doing it online and three quarters doing it in person and Europe half and half. And and your point is, (laughs) where are we going with that? online and and in person that's completely a different test oh i see i see what you mean different oh i I mean it depends on what's programmed at those in-person events i mean maybe those in-person events are going to adjust their programming so that it's they're not running around outside and 
doing stuff that the online can't do. I don't know. I just think it's, it's a dilemma that I don't think they completely thought about. I think they thought about the con the continent was either going to be all or nothing. Mm. And now the two that have multiples are not. Well, I think, I think what's going to be very interesting and scrutinized to the nth degree is the manner in which they divide athletes into those cohorts of competitions because some people are going to be pissed off, you know, that they got stuck in an online competition potential, or some people might prefer the online, but yeah. thinking that there's leftists would, that. would have rejoiced an online competition. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I was thinking about that, like Saxon, how he said he thrives on a competition floor, you know? Right. Yeah. And they're, I, yeah, it's just going to be interesting. And, and is it, does it mean that everybody from Canada has to be online? Because I mean, there are some Canadians that can travel. I don't know how, but I've seen them outside yeah. of the country. Me too. <laughs> you know, it's one so, of the same ones. Yeah. So I don't <laughs> understand how they're going it, to, it's just, it's going to be, it's going to, people are going to lose their mind with the fairness of it. You're right. It is. Uh, I, yeah. People are going to lose their mind. It's going to be, especially that choice where they get shoved. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you did see though, that they did, uh, they did also put in this catch all event, which yeah. is different than the last chance qualifier. So originally they had said, if you couldn't, you know, compete because of COVID or because of, you know, you not being able to get back to your country and all that kind of stuff, we just throw you in the last chance qualifier. And we all kind of were like, well, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense because that's supposed to be for someone who's already competed once, you know, to have like second chance. And so now they've, they've created this online catch-all, which is going to be for the people that don't fit in anywhere else in terms of qualified for a quarterfinals, but cannot go to the one they're supposed to go to for whatever reason, there's going to be this catch-all for them. Yeah. Like in, in Oceania, the Australians can make it to the Torian Pro, but the the Kiwis can't. Right. Yeah. And so that's what they're. That's why they put that in there because there could be people with travel restrictions. Mm -hmm. And does it mean? Did I hear that like Katrin and Tia now don't have to go back to Australia? They're just going to do. They're going to just be in the catch-all. They have to prove that they can't travel to the the wherever they're. Oregon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, Katrin could luck out and be assigned the German throwdown, which is online now. Right. Yeah. You know, but okay. that's not an option for Tia because right now the Torian Pro is in person. Yeah. Well, and I'm worried about um, some of the live, some of the, I always say it wrong. Loud and live. Thank you. Loud and live um, events because they haven't really announced details yet. Well, like, at least we have dates. We have dates, but there's no like volunteer registration or anything like that. And, um, to, you know, we're getting close to June, really close. People need to make travel arrangements. I mean, these are Herculean events that require um, a literal shit ton of people to, to make them happen. And most of them are volunteers. So yeah, I'd love to go to worry. Granite and West Coast. Um, yeah, I'm just afraid they're not going to happen. Yeah, where's Granite Games supposed to be? Minnesota. Yeah. 
I mean, it was going to be at the Vikings uh, training facility. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Yeah. West coast is, I think even more in jeopardy. Yeah. Because California is so restrictive. Yeah. I mean, and thank goodness Mac was able to move to Texas because. Knoxville. uh, Sorry, Tennessee. Yeah. South. (laughs) Yeah. Where, where it's a little more open because, you know, they wouldn't, I don't think they, well, there's really no good venue in DC anyway for them to use, but yeah, I just, I have a feeling that it's all going to be online. Maybe. The last thing I have on my, on my little um, item list of things to maybe talk about is, did you guys see that Groupon joined uh, the community gyms coalition? No. To help try to push that legislation through Congress. I never thought about it, but Groupon puts out a lot of Groupons for gyms and fitness yes, facilities. And I'm betting they've lost a ton of money because mm-hmm. of this. Yeah. Good for them. Step up. Yeah, that's they're a big weight behind them. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully that helps. I think that's a big step in the right direction uh, to get that passed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it should be good. That's that's the last I had on anything that I wanted to talk about, other than maybe you guys, you guys doing, and we've talked a lot about that as well. Yeah, we have. Did Did you guys happen to notice that Talking Wheat Fitness had Charles King on? I did. Ooh. And did we all acknowledge that we talked to him first? <laughs> Sorry, Tommy and Sean, we love you, but <laughs> I love it. Yeah, he what a great guy, and Thank he finished you. the open. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Um, my only other great news, uh, cause I was, I missed you guys last week. I, I yeah. was probably yes, watching sure. softball or baseball or something, but Braden is starting tomorrow. <gasps> so he's got, uh, something called a Saxon Hicks fracture of his ball and so- the socket joint. And he has a torn labrum because the way the doctor explained it, if you were to push a door through like push the door the wrong way, like through its door jam, like shit has to break. <laughs> like that's the only way it can happen. <laughs> that stuff has to break. So those fractures are just sort of expected. Um, Braxton Hicks. Yeah, I no. was like, what does false labor have to do with? No, it's a right? Hillman Hillman Sachs. Your I think, shoulder Sachs fracture. It's called. Um, and then there's something else called a Beckman fracture. I don't know. Anyway, um, but because it was his right shoulder, and he throws with his left arm. And he bats right, which means he leads with his left shoulder in the bat. It's like the perfect scenario for someone to have like a not so stable right shoulder and not really a big deal in terms of, you know, them having to operate on. I mean, in order for it to be 100% stable, it needs to be operated on, but he's not going to get it operated on because that's like 12 weeks and it's kind of unnecessary because it was such a freak accident. He's not a wrestler. He doesn't play rugby. He's not playing football. You know, I told him, I said, when you win the state championship, just make sure you're not at the bottom of the pile. Yeah. You, know, you have to step aside and, you know, be on the top, but he's ecstatic. And um, oh, yeah, he's he starting tomorrow. So awesome. those are dodged a bullet. I actually have two big family news items. Um, my daughter this week was named a photo editor for the biggest fashion magazine um, in college campuses around the country. Very cool. Thread magazine. Yeah. Um, and so starting her junior year, she will be the, the photo editor for that magazine. Wow. Holy great. crap. So Was that's that something news. she like, do you like apply for that or she did? Yeah. 
Awesome. So Good she job. actually, she um, employed a mentor hmm. um, and that mentor was the photo editor this year. Nice. And she's been working with her. She's been driving to Athens to do photo shoots. So she has stuff in the magazine from her pictures. And now she's going to be the photo editor for probably two years. Awesome. She had to interview and everything. So mm -hmm. yeah. Awesome. What else? And we paid off our car this week. Oh, how fun. Yeah. Isn't that nice? That's the best. Yeah. That's a huge step. Very happy about that. Very cool. So I guess it's time for those silly questions. Oh yeah. The silly questions that are brought to you by up before you coffee. I've been drinking a lot of it these days. 5 yeah. yeah. You got to. I, need it. Yeah. I am not getting the sleep I need right now. Still. I'm still struggling with that. Um, I'm thinking about ordering beam, but for the time being, it's more up before you coffee in the morning. Uh, I like the medium roast uh, for a nice refreshing change. I go to the light roast sometimes, but you can go to up before you coffee or up before you.com click on coffee and pick your coffee and at checkout, put Clydesdale 20 at checkout, all caps and get 20% off your order from up before you coffee. All right. Here's something funny about coffee. Sorry. You know how I said I have a Keurig. I'm not like a coffee brewer. I just have mm -hmm. the Keurig. So I have that there's like a thing you take out of the Keurig yeah. and then you put in the other thing and you put the coffee in and blah, blah. Yeah. And I'm not really sure that I'm doing it right, but I like pack it in there just to make it like very strong. And I think I only use it once. I don't know if I can reuse it, but whatever. Um, so I did that. And then I went back to a different um, like canister thing that I wanted to have like a special flavor. So I put that in and I went to brew it and I forgot to put the little insert thing back in the machine. So literally just boiling oh, water yeah. just like coming out the sides <laughs> onto the counter and like of course I do I brew like the big cup and like you can't stop it in the middle yeah you know I so I'm just like sitting there waiting I'm trying to keep all the dogs away because I don't want to like burn the dogs with the, the water spilling over the counter anyway I just keep I'll just keep doing what I do with that before you it's safer yeah well for our first silly question that's brought to you by up before you coffee is what was your first car Mine was a white Subaru Justy. It was very tiny, very small. It was like a golf cart. And it was stick shift. So I felt cool. But it was it was like a Geo Metro. Like remember what those? Mm -hmm. That's what it looked like. Yep. Yeah. A little white Subaru Justy. That's what I had. Charlie, Cat? what'd you have? Oh, Charlie. I had a silver. Chevy Cavalier two-door, also stick shift, uh, which I probably gave my friends concussions for the first three weeks of <laughs> shifting violently and aggressively. Um, but it was a wonderful car. Got it on Christmas. Oh, that's cool. Did it have a bow on it? It did not have a bow on it. It had a lot of snow on it. <laughs> that's awesome. Cat, what about um, you? I was very fortunate to get um, a an Acura Integra. Nice. Fire engine red. Um, I'm not sure. It was a nicer car than my dad's car. My dad 
didn't really care about cars and he had like a Honda Civic that was old. It was brand new. I don't, I'm not really sure how that all happened, mm. but yeah. So I need clarification. Yes. Is this like the first car that my parents gave me to drive or the yeah. first car I purchased? First car that your parents first gave car you drove. Mm-hmm. So the first car my parents gave me to drove drive <laughs> was a 1971 Plymouth Fury three. It is the longest commercial car that was ever made. And if you read Stephen King books, it's what Christine was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And mine only had an AM radio that played oldies music. (laughs) Yeah. So it was a boat. And um, a funny story is, as it, as it kind of went along, it started to overheat because it was no, I mean, yeah, I got this when I was 18, like 1988, and this is a 71. So mm-hmm. it started to overheat. And my dad's solution to that was you just turn the, your heater on full blast yep. to the get heat the out. heat out of the engine. Well, in 90 degrees, 90 degrees summer day, that's freaking awesome. <laughs> All the windows down, sweat pouring off you. Oh. <laughs> I was so embarrassed by that, but it was a, it was a fun car. My friends loved riding in it because it was so big. We could fit like eight people in it. Yeah. And, uh, and they said, well, we're going out to kill small children and, and women because it's Christine. Yeah. That's funny. But yeah, that was fun. So our second question is what is the best professional advice you were ever given? Start with Kat. So um, I took a turn with this one because I don't think I've ever gotten any professional advice, believe it or not. Um, But I did get a criticism one time that has stuck with me for a very long time. Um, I was a young marketing person at, um, I don't even think I was at a bank at that point in time. I was working for a telemarketing company, but I was like an account manager. So I wasn't on the phones, I was managing accounts. And uh, I was doing some sales and my boss said something to me and I don't know if it was in a review or, or whatever, but he said, you know, I noticed you do just enough, just enough. And I thought to myself, well, yeah, cause I friggin' hate this job and I'm not really into it and I just need to get paid and do my job. So why would I do more than what I'm supposed to do? Like to me, that was smart. That, you know, working smart because I was super efficient. I was always finding ways where I could like leave early and like mm-hmm. do what I wanted to do and not do the work um, or at least not have to stay there when I, when my work was done. So that stuck with me for a really long time because when I'm doing things that I love, I want to make sure that no one ever would say that to me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that you do just enough. Um, but I was like that in school too. It was kind of funny, like looking back that like, when someone tells you the truth and it hurts a little bit, you know, you kind of don't forget it. So that was, that was the only thing I could think of in terms of professional advice because it changed the way I, you know, yeah. approached my work. Mm-hmm. Charlie, what do you got? Uh, there's quite a few I've had, but I'll go with, um, someone once taught me the KISS method of keeping it simple, stupid. Uh, which, you know, when I, and Amy's helping me with this because I have a problem doing that, we, uh, we have become accountability buddies 
and we're starting off just a few things. I want to throw everything in at once. Yeah. I want to do the mobility and the strength and the, the diet and running. And there was like four other things I wanted to add. And she's not going to let us because she's a mean, mean person. And um, <laughs> but yeah, what I, I, mean, I said, keep it simple. Keep it simple. Mm-hmm. That's a good one to live by. Amy, you got one? I, I have two. <laughs> well, no, I'm going to tell you the reason why I thought of this. So it happened this morning. So my dad used to own um, a software development company. And so in high school, I actually got out early for a class and I would go there and I worked there. Um, and so I would come, you know, and I'm this teenager and here's how I would show up. I'd show up in my jeans and my flip-flops and a tie-dye shirt. Okay. And, and work for this corporate company. And, and his advice to me one day was like, people are not going to treat you professionally if you are dressing that way, you know? And I was like, whatever, you know, like super annoyed by it. So this morning when I'm getting dressed for work and I was wearing flip-flops jeans and just a t-shirt, I took a picture and I texted my dad and I said, I giggle every time when I get ready for work and I think about it because little did we both know that I would be a successful um, director at a preschool that was, you know, a hippie, free, free loving preschool where I am considered a professional in this attire. So it just always makes me just giggle at that. Um, but I would say that the best professional advice I've been given um, came from my two previous mentors at my job. And I know Scott and Charlie have definitely heard me say this all the time, but they said in times of conflict, increase communication. And so that's just given me such great guidance because even though conversations are uncomfortable or you know things you want to avoid them, but like nothing gets solved or nothing can be fixed when unless you have a conversation or you open up the commun- the communication for it. And so like I approach that with so many things, like with with my marriage or with um um, the kids that I work with, you know, the, and my colleagues that I do. So I just always found that in times of conflict, increased communication to be such a helpful tool. We don't do that. What? We don't do that. Yes, we do. <laughs> we don't communicate anymore. <clears throat> well, I have a good one and just a funny one that a person thought he was being motivating and he definitely wasn't. Um, but so I'll do the funny one first. Uh, I had just started with the state of Ohio and I was moved up to like director of this program. And there was a situation that happened where I was in the right and the customer was in the wrong. And it was obvious, like it was a legal thing. It was in the law. I was in the right. And my boss pulled me into his office and said, in this job, you're going to eat 10 miles of shit. Today's your day to start eating. And that's what he thought was motivating. (laughs) Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Awesome. So I'm going to go with, because my professional life is not really my passion anymore. When we interviewed Matt O'Keefe the first time uh, we had him on, when was that Charlie? Like a year ago. Um, And after, after it was over, he hung on and talked to us for probably 20 minutes. 
And I kind of told him my story about how I didn't like my job. And this is why I jumped into podcasting. And he said to me, if this is your passion, don't let anybody outwork you. Yep. And ever, ever since that day, that's been my philosophy with this podcast. I'm going to keep stretching and reaching and doing as much as I can, because this is what I love doing every day, every week, every month, every year. I want to do this gig. And so I, I love that he said that because I'd never been given that much encouragement in my professional life as I got that day on that podcast, post-podcast. Yeah. So that was awesome. Well, next thing we have to talk about is our guest on Monday. She's kind of a big deal. She is the youngest athlete to ever win an open workout. She finished second in the open at the age of 16 years old. And she is truly a friend of our show. Uh, we interviewed her a year ago. We have stayed in touch. Um, she's awesome. And it is 16 year old Emma Carey, who is ready to take on the quarterfinals this weekend. Um, we kind of talked to her about that. Uh, we talked to her about a lot of different things. Um, it's a really cool interview. Um, I think you'll enjoy it. And that is who our interview is Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern time. There's also a special guest that appeared <laughs> on the program as well. Machine Gun Mike. Machine Gun Mike. Yep. Yeah. Love that family. They're so cool. So now we have best thing from the internet. And I don't think Charlie's let off. So, or yes, he has, but we're going to, he has nothing. <laughs> he has nothing. I'll start. I'll start. Um, you guys seen uh, Mike Tyson boxing? Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that before. Uh, we were, so we were talking about the layouts of the workout, right? So one of the layouts for one of the workouts. I know. That exactly I take right. yours. No, no, um, but I love okay. it is a GHD and a rope and a little bit of space, floor space. And the, the conjecture is that this is gonna be like 50, 40, 30, 20, 10 GHDs, pistols, and then like five, four, three, two, one rope climb. That's kind of my guess. And this is this person's guess, but on her Instagram, Sam Briggs takes to the rope like a wrecking ball and flies from the rope onto the GHD to launch yourself on and talks about how transi transitions are going to be really important for this workout. And I, uh, that the sense of humor that she has to put that together was priceless. That was awesome. That, yeah, that's that a was, great pick. Yeah. That was definitely that, that actually, thing. I did have that thought, but then I remember this new thing I'm obsessed with. So, <laughs> so that's it. Wait me, you're next. Okay. So I found this new thing on Instagram and I am obsessed. It's a new follow. So it's called Zillow Gone Wild. So it's all about real estate because Zillow real estate, but it's like houses for sale that are like, it'll be like normal. Like you're looking through the pictures and then all of a sudden it's like, like there was one in Ohio and it was a garage door over the like outdoor pool. And you're like, what, what the heck? Or it'll be like, look at this awesome house that we have in Florida. And then here's our nightclub with a stripper pole in the basement. So it's all these like really weird actual houses for sale with the photos in it. So it's just really entertaining. So that Zillow's gone wild. Yeah, that's great. Well, I'm going to go a little more serious. I don't know if you guys saw um, Fitness with Friends with Adrian Bosman. 
and Dave Eubanks. For the first time ever, there was like a transparency about how they view the video submissions, how, how they get ready for the games, even like how they do the live scoring um, at the games. Uh, it was really good. And what made me smile is they talked about the close-knit judging community um, behind the scenes and how Tommy was blown away when he traveled to sanctionals and you'd see the same judges all around the world. And it's this little core group of people that hang out and uh, are really good friends and push each other to be the best they can be. And so they really taught and Boz like echoed that, you know, working with these people, you know, who the people are that show up at every regional, every games, and you know who you can trust and who you can't. Um, and that they, they said that, you know, people complain about them, but they don't want to do a bad job. Every one of those judges is there because they want to do a good job. And uh, it was really cool. And the other behind the scenes stuff was awesome. It's the first time I've ever seen them be that candid about what they go through to prepare for all this stuff and all the steps it takes, even like penalty decisions, like how they analyze them. And what that means. Um, and so it was really cool. It's if you get a chance, it's definitely worth the watch. It's, it's kind of long, like long for talking with friends or fitness with friends, but, um, but it was worth every minute of it to hear all the stuff that they're doing to try to make it as fair as possible. Oh, that's cool. I want to listen to that, that and their ice cream review that they've just released as well. Part of that's really, really good. Mm -hmm. Man, it's Sean, Pat, right? Sean likes the old man stuff. All right, don't ruin it for me. I want to watch uh, it. Every pick that there, he's always like, this isn't one of his picks, but it's like, butter pecan Pistachio. is a classic, blah, blah, you know. Yeah. The pop up, pop up ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, we need to thank our sponsors, Bear Bells Protein Bars. Um, thank you for coming on. We appreciate you so much. Um, we also need to thank RX Smart Gear. We're still trying to get all those subscribers. Um, we got a couple more this week. Uh, so super excited about that. Uh, but if you have a public profile, you subscribe to our YouTube channel and we hit the next century mark, you will be in the running for a brand new RX Smart Gear Classic Jump Rope. Uh, and you get to pick all the bells and whistles you want for that. So make sure you do that. Go to Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast on YouTube and hit the subscribe button. If you listen to us on the audio version, leave us a five-star review, uh, like our podcast, share with friends. Um, we like to have a good time on here and tonight was a great example of that. <laughs> and so with that, we will see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. Bye. See ya. Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast. Remember, you can find us now on YouTube as well as all major podcast platforms. Please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you use and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.